Question 27 of the Baptist Catechism asks, How does Christ execute the office of a prophet? The answer is, Christ executes the office of a prophet in revealing to us, by His Word and Spirit, the will of God for our salvation. I'll read now from John 15, verses 12 through 17. Hear now the word of the Lord. Christ spoke to his disciples, saying, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and appointed that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, so that you will love one another. This is a wonderful theme that we have before us, Christ as the prophet of God. Uh, Just a bit ago in the morning service, I did draw your attention to how Under the Old Covenant, many prophets ministered amongst God's people. And as prophets, what was their role except to speak to the people of God on God's behalf? They would hear from the Lord, perhaps an audible voice in some circumstances. Perhaps they would hear an inner voice. Sometimes they would see a vision. They would be given a word from God, and they were to be faithful to deliver that word to the people. They served as a kind of conduit between God and man. The prophets of old ministered in in this way. And brothers and sisters, I want you to consider it in the introduction to this uh, little sermon here, um, how dependent we are upon revelation from God like this. If God did not reveal Himself to us, we could not know Him in the least bit. Uh, This is true of what we would call natural revelation. It is also true of what we call special revelation. God determined to create the world in such a way that it speaks truth concerning who He is. This is a gift from God, is it not? We live in a world that functions in this way. As we observe it, we are able to discern things that are true about God, about our Maker, But more than this, God has also determined to reveal Himself specifically and and especially. And we are to see this as a tremendous gift, aren't we? That God has not left us to only know general things about Him, namely that He exists and that He's powerful and that He's kind. But He has spoken with much more precision than this. Throughout the history of the world, He has spoken, to quote now the very beginning of the letter to the Hebrews, He has spoken at various times and in in various ways to us. Uh, He has has brought us His his special word, His special revelation in a variety of ways throughout the history of the world. He communed with Adam in the garden face to face. But even after man fell into sin, He did not leave mankind in the dark, but has given man His special revelation. One of the ways that He has spoken to His people has been through his prophets, a tremendous gift. And what we are to see is that the pinnacle of God's revelation, the pinnacle of God's revelation, the pinnacle of God's word to us has come to us in Jesus the Christ. 
It is right that we refer to him as a prophet. He fulfilled the office of prophet because one of his roles was to declare the word of God to us as his people. You heard it there in that John 15 passage that we have just read. He spoke to his disciples saying, For all that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. There is a description of his prophetical office. He has received a word from the Father and in his earthly ministry he did declare that word to his disciples and we have record of that in the New Testament scriptures. But the thing that I want to emphasize now is that though it is right we call Christ a prophet, though, we, though it is right that we speak of his prophetical office, he was clearly so much more than all of the prophets of old. He was like them in some ways, but he was very much different from them in other ways too. And really it is that first chapter in John's Gospel that helps us to understand the difference. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You know, we have that wonderful declaration concerning the triune God that the second person of the Trinity is there called the Word of God. Um, And then in verse 14 of John chapter 1, we hear that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. It's a reference, of course, to Christ and to the Incarnation. So, so what is the difference between Christ and the prophets of old? What is the difference? Well, the prophets of old were, were human beings, just like you and me. And, and they were given this responsibility to receive the Word from the Lord and to give it to the people. But in Jesus the Christ, He was and is the eternal Word of God come in the flesh, so that it could be said of Him that He, whoever saw Him, saw the Father, right? That, that, that in Christ, God was truly with man and, and is with us. The Word of God was made manifest, so He is a prophet on a whole other level. Wouldn't you agree? Our catechism question and answer is so helpful. How does Christ execute the office of a prophet? Well, Christ executes the office of a prophet in revealing to us by His Word and Spirit the will of God for our salvation. That word revealing is so important. If it were not for revelation, general revelation in nature, but especially special revelation, word revelation, if it were not for revelation, we would be left in the dark. Do you remember the question that Pilate asked? What is truth, he said, kind of scoffing at Jesus. What is truth? All of humanity has wrestled with that question. What is truth? And truth be told, if it were not for revelation, general and special, we would be left in the dark concerning matters of truth. But God has spoken to us, and He has spoken to us supremely uh, through His Son. Here in our catechism answer, we see that Christ has spoken to us by His Word and Spirit. I I think the word Spirit there is important too because we know that apart from the working of the Spirit of God inwardly, we will not receive or understand or appreciate God's revelation. I think that is the point of the word Spirit here. Um, How does God reveal His will for us, for our salvation. He does it through Christ, by the word of Christ. He also does it by the working of the Holy Spirit to make us able to see and able to hear uh, the truth concerning the way of salvation. And of course, Christ in His ministry, He spoke concerning many things. But supremely, He came to make known to us the will of God for our salvation. 
He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Him. And so when Christ came as the Word of God come in the flesh, He did not scratch all previous revelation concerning God, you see. But He instead built upon it and clarified it. Especially He clarified that He was the fulfillment of these promises of old concerning God's uh, the salvation that God would, would prepare for us. Uh, I think you understand my point here. If we wish to understand the truth, we cannot just pay attention to the words of Christ. Uh, for He did not come to start from the beginning concerning uh, truth in general. No, we have to pay attention to the things that God had revealed previously. And we must appreciate the words of Christ in that context. For He has come especially to make known to us the will of God for our salvation in Him. The thing that I wish to conclude with now, brothers and sisters, is to just draw your attention to the way in which Christ meets our specific needs in His threefold office. I read this last Sunday from our Confession of Faith, chapter 8, paragraph 10, which says that the number and order of offices, the offices that Christ fulfills, They are necessary, for in respect of our ignorance, we stand in need of His prophetical office. And then from there, the confession goes on to speak of our needs as it pertains to His priestly office and His kingly office. These offices that Christ fulfills correspond to specific needs that we have. And in His prophetical office, what what need does He fulfill except the need of our ignorance. We are in and of ourselves ignorant. I said this last Sunday, I think. It's not meant to be an insult. He's not here insulting, the the confession is not here insulting our our intelligence, but rather our confession is is addressing this problem that we have as human beings. We, we We do not know what to believe as human beings. We are left to wander in the dark as human beings because of our fallenness, because of our creatureliness, first of all, but especially because of our fallenness. And you see the world around us struggle in this way. What is truth? The world does not know what to believe. But that need has been met in Christ. God has sent Christ, the great prophet, in order to meet this need, to reveal to us by His Word and Spirit the will of God for our Salvation. He meets that need in Christ Jesus so that we might see clearly concerning how it is that we can be saved and brought back into a right relationship with God. We are to appreciate Christ in this regard, brothers and sisters. We are to see Him as our great prophet. Christ executes the office of prophet in revealing to us by His Word and Spirit the will of God for our salvation. Let us bow for a word of prayer and then we will sing and go to corporate prayer. Our Father in heaven, you have been kind to us, you have been gracious to us, you have been merciful. Not only have you provided the accomplishment of our salvation through Christ's obedient life, his sacrificial death, his resurrection, and his ascension, but you have also provided us with everything that we need to be brought to salvation through faith in Christ. You have spoken, O God. We have your word. And you do also, by the power of the Holy Spirit, draw us to salvation. You open our blind eyes. You unstop our deaf ears. This work of salvation that you have accomplished, you also bring to application in our lives. And we are grateful for this. O oh God, you are merciful and kind. We say apart from you and apart from your working, we would be hopelessly lost. 
God, we thank you for the salvation that is ours in Christ, for the faith that you have given us. We pray that you would preserve us, O God. Bring us safely to the place you have prepared for us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.